Welcome to Josie's Bar Podcast. I'm Claire. Uh, joining me, as always, is my pal Vicky in the bar. At the bar. <laughs> don't, don't sound too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was a bit distracted, sorry, because I was looking at Daredevil's little happy face on oh. the page in front of me. So sorry. I was like, yeah, Vicky's here as well. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. but uh, we're in Josie's Bar as usual. And uh, in Josie's Bar, we are going through all the issues of Daredevil from the start and it's going to take us approximately how many years Vicky? Uh, Twelve and a half. Twelve and a half years. Oh I still laugh at that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's gonna, We're going to have our little ear trumpets in by uh, <laughs> the time we reach the end. Like we haven't already. <laughs> yeah seriously. <laughs> and this is a really exciting episode because we we have a really awesome guest. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very, really excited because Emma from Dare Splaining is joining us. Woo! Welcome. Very happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I, I was not because, I, as I said before, I don't really uh, go on Tumblr. Tumblr and I are, are not acquainted. Um, and I became aware of your um, your Tumblr because you did uh, a panel for the Save Daredevil. Say, yes. I couldn't speak then, Save Daredevil convention um, with a lot of people that I've podcasted with previously, like uh, Koji at Man Without Fear and Christine at other Murdoch papers. Um, a lot so, of people who are much cooler than I am. They're way cooler than me as well. I've met Christine in person. She is oh, way man. cooler than me. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, and um, yeah, so I was I was really excited that you um, you agreed to come on, and I love your Tumblr. And I was just Thank saying um, before we recorded that I have just been uh, reading some posts like in the last sort of couple of days, and um, there were a few things that I wanted to ask you about. One of the th- one of the things I actually saw one of the recent posts was actually the first panel from the issue we're talking about today, yeah. which was very cool. Um, but I wanted to just ask you sort of quickly, what's your history with Daredevil and sort of how did the, the Tumblr start? Um, so, yeah, I got into actually superhero comics in general pretty late, relatively speaking. I've always loved superheroes just kind of conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd always felt that I would probably love the comics, but I didn't really get into them until around 2012. Um, but at that point, it was just kind of, I read everything. I completely fell for them. Um, and so I was just reading everything I could. And about a year later, in February 2013, I encountered my first issue of Daredevil, which was um, Daredevil 500, which is oh, nice. uh, the last issue of Ed Brubaker's run. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great issue. But I, I, I had heard of Daredevil just through general knowledge of the Marvel Universe, but I didn't know much about him. So I had no idea what was going, going on in the issue. Um, but I really enjoyed it. So the next time I went to the comic book store, I got the first issue of um, what was at that point, the current run, which was Mark Wade's run. Hmm. And I just got completely hooked. Um, That's a good run to kind of start as well. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, I, Mark, the Mark Raid one's excellent, in, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, and so just for the past, I guess, seven and a half going on eight years, I've I've read every issue of Daredevil multiple times. I've um, consumed all the Daredevil-related media. I've dressed up as Daredevil characters at conventions. I have um, the blog, which I actually uh, started with a friend of mine, and she's not really able to blog much anymore, Um 
so it's mostly my blog now, but we started it together. I got her into Daredevil, um, and I started the blog actually mostly in response to the Netflix shows, just as a place to put our thoughts, um, but uh, now it's mostly the comics. Um, so I've just become kind of Daredevil's kind of taken over my life, and I've become a huge fan at this point. <laughs> Um, he I'm he also, does do that. He does do that. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> I am totally the Daredevil virgin still, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, everything you know about Daredevil is pretty much what I've told you or the Netflix show, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Much. yeah. So. I, I'm getting I, like, I, I'm, we're like, you know, I'm 15 issues in. Well, <laughs> I mean, now you know there's at least 500, so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> There's plenty of time, plenty of time. A lot of people um, not necessarily skip over this run, but it's certainly a run that maybe not a lot of people have read. It's one of my favorites. I'm actually arguably one of the world's biggest Mike Murdoch fans, and he's not in this issue, but I'm very <laughs> excited for you guys to get to him because oh, I love yeah. this run partly for him. Um, yeah, well, you've got yeah. Your, him as your uh, your icon. Um, yes, uh, yeah. And, I also, when I was on your, your blog, there was a picture of you dressed as Mike Murdoch, which yeah. I laughed out loud. I was like, that's the greatest. And you also did um, uh, a really good, uh, there was a really good blog post I read, which you wrote about Mike, um, which I, yeah. I really enjoyed. And I have to say, I really, really, and this is one of the things I, I love about the character. So I love that you you wrote a really good like blog post about it that I actually read this morning. And that was all about Daredevil uh, or Matt's like relationship with depression. Yes. And I thought that was really um, a really good read. Um, oh, and I think like as well, like you said, it's kind of something that Mark Wade directly brought up that hadn't really been. I, I love I love Mark Wade's run for how it deals with Matt's mental health and yes. a lot of the stuff that I've posted. I think I even have a, a panel from it as my Facebook banner at the moment, um, which is the one with the fist in the in the puddle where he's saying oh, he's yeah. talking about, you know, you just have to get up. You just have to move. Um, yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. I I cannot wait for us to get to it, Vicky, in approximately eleven years. <laughs> 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 you know. Um oh that's so cool. And um yeah, I, I um I really recommend like if, if people want to check out your blog, like honestly, it, it's it's really good. I really enjoyed it. And um your posts like weren't too long, like some blog posts are like really long and it's like oh, but they were like really good, just like like quick reads, but oh, really informative. And you could tell that you knew the character really well. Um, and you reminded me of a lot of stuff that I've completely forgotten about because <laughs> I haven't read a lot of the old issues in a long time. Um, yeah, so it was awesome. Thank you. Um, that's all right. Well, <laughs> as we are a bar, obviously we have a drink and we always ask what everyone's drinking. So, Vicky, what are you drinking today? I am drinking. I've gone very posh because it was payday this week. So I am <laughs> I am drinking uh, bottle greens, uh, ginger and lemongrass cordial. <laughs> it is very posh. That is very posh. It's, it is bloody posh at like four pound a bottle. <laughs> I bet. I'm drinking the remnants of a smoothie I made this morning that please try not to throw up, guys. That is spinach, almond, avocado, almond milk, uh, turmeric, pepper, and dates. And it's actually really nice. Interesting. Yeah, I'm so enjoying that. What are you drinking, Emma? Um, I am much more boring than you guys. I am (laughs) drinking a cup of apple cider. 
Oh, that's Ooh. awesome. Though. That's. I think that might be the first alcohol on the podcast. So. I think <laughs> it's not alcoholic. It's just oh. regular alcohol. <laughs> Don't get excited. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's taken fifteen issues and Tammy's <laughs> finally got booze. No, I think I think Tammy's on issue twenty-four. I'm, I I still think that's the first time we're gonna get. I, actual I think booze it might be. On the yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, this week we are we are covering issue number 15 of Daredevil, which is called And Men Shall Call Him Ox. And this was released on April Fool's Day, April the 1st, 1966. Um, there was an April Fool played on the ox in this issue. <laughs> Poor ox. Poor ox. Bless him. <laughs> and the description, again, I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking Marvel Unlimited giving us these long descriptions. Um so the description is Daredevil isn't long in New York before he finds himself doing battle with the Ox. But is this new incarnation of the Ox anything like his predecessor? Karen's metal is put to the test when she confronts the Ox head on. An unexpected ending for all involved. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Okay, I guess. This, okay, was, yeah. this was an unsurpassed story by Stan Lee. Unparalleled <laughs> inking by Frankie Ray. Unexcelled penciling by John Romita and unabashed lettering by Artie Simic. Where's Sam? I think Sam might have gone by now. I can't remember. Yeah, he, he left a few issues ago. Yeah. I don't think he comes back. I'm sorry, Vicky. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Artie Simic, he's doing, a, he's doing unabashed let, lettering. We love and respect Sam Rosen in this house. <laughs> I love that we just give Sam Rosen all the love. <laughs> oh, dear. So it starts off where Daredevil is fun and fancy free and he's living his best little Daredevil life. <laughs> he really and he's, is. he's swinging through the city and he's so happy. But I'm going to say, now, in this issue... So, okay, last issue, and Emma, you might have be aware of this, the mm-hmm. last three issues, we talked about how Foggy was being a bit of a dick. Because he was like, oh, my friend's dead. Oh, Karen, you're mine. <laughs> I feel like Matt is competing to be the biggest dick in this issue. Because he's basically like, la, 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 la. I'm out all night being daredevil. Oh, I better get back before Foggy does because he thinks I'm working late to catch up with law work. (laughs) I I love the whole, like, this is my food, my drink, my life. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I do. This is one of my favorite panels in the issue, actually. Um, (laughs) As funny as it is in context, um, I do really love, I really love any panel, and there are a lot of them, but any panel that emphasizes how much Matt just enjoys doing this. Yeah. I mean, yes, he should be working, but it's also, I think it's super fun just to see him. I love how much he loves being a superhero. I think it's fun. Um, and I also, they, they brought back in the Wade run as well, which I liked. Well, it's in, I mean, I think it's in, it's pretty consistently throughout. I mean, some runs more than others. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can find it all over. Um, I mean, even in some in well, I won't. That's as, even in some runs where it's depicted as just him escaping his problems. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I really this is. I don't think this is my favorite panel in the issue, but it's definitely one of them. Because um, I love. I mean, just it's just a fun panel, and I always tend to love these these opening p- splash pages because they almost feel kind of like pinup pages in some ways that they're yeah. given a extra artistic love. 
He's so happy, and it's it's. I, I love it as well, and I like I love the way it's drawn. I really like John Romita the way he draws Daredevil yeah. in his costume. I think we said that before. Um, mm. That my favourite panel is actually later. It's another one of Daredevil, um, sort of exploring the city. But we'll get to it in a bit. That's my panel mm-hmm. of the week. Um, I just love that he's like, oh, I should be working. Particularly right. when we find out that Foggy has a traumatic brain injury. Right. <laughs> I, got, I love how he's blatant. Like, Foggy is, is like the plot device yeah. to get into, like, the villain of the week. And it's like, oh, poor Foggy. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of how much time has passed because he's had this concussion since, since issue six. Yeah. Well, we, we didn't understand, like, the, the timeline last issue because it feels like the last three issues, like the Kazar storyline, really feel like they take place over maybe a week at the most. Like a, yeah, like a week. Right. But yeah. then they say at the end of last week's issue that it's been months. But it's like, oh, I, I don't oh, yeah. get how it's been months, but it would have had to have been months for them to basically make the law firm successful again for Foggy and Karen. Well, maybe Matt was on the cruise for a while before it got invaded by pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Which just makes me laugh even more because it's not that he's like, I'm leaving the law firm in trouble to go for a, f- a long weekend. Right. <laughs> he's like, I'm leaving to go for a six month cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Although it did give us like my favourite villain thus far. Yes. Um, yeah. So like the like we also love and, and respect the plunderer in this house. Oh yeah. Of oh course. absolutely. Yeah. He's, oh, I love him. He's so great. He's so great. <laughs> um. So he gets back and obviously uh, Karen and Foggy are coming back from dinner. Um. And it's interesting they're having dinner without Matt, but I guess. Matt was like, yeah, go to dinner. I need to go and do my daredeviling. He's working hard. He's working. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And obviously Foggy's not feeling great because apparently he has a traumatic brain injury (laughs) from getting hit over the head by the ox months ago. And it was like, oh, my word. Like, I think... I think he should be in hospital. Like, yeah. so they just send him home. <laughs> yeah, just you just need to go and have a lie down for a couple of days. Exactly. You'll be fine. Yeah. And then Matt muses, if the ox was intelligent, he would be one of the most deadly menaces ever. Dot, dot, right. dot. Very... I wonder if that will come back. Mm. <laughs> mm. Very, very subtle. <laughs> yeah. And um, in the jail, the ox is in the jail, and he's kind of been working with Dr. Carl Strag to weaken these bars to escape and Dr. Carl Strag's like, hey, I'll make you intelligent if we escape. Um, were you were you happy to see the ox again, Vicky? No. <laughs> I, just, I hate his outfit, I hate his face. I just he really annoys me. They changed his colour scheme. Yeah. They they did. Not by much, but they did. <laughs> But like, like his his whole outfit is is one of my boots this week. But I think Claire knows what my main boot is going to be. I, I think I know, but I I mean we might disagree. We'll see. I think I can mm. guess. Uh, yeah. Karen here though is wearing like this 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 red dress that she wears a lot. Uh, we've seen her wear this before. With with she's the red dress with the black bow and the white with, sort of collar. And yeah. it's, it's cute. But I was like, well, we've seen you wear this a lot, Karen. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, do you not? Do you have? Do you have like eight of these? 
Matt's got a wardrobe full of his red daredevil suit and she's just got these red dresses. It's like cha- it's time to change it up a little bit, Karen. Like we've so we've seen the red dress now. Numerous also Karen times. will never be cuter than when her and Matt were on the boat. Oh, Remember? I love that whole like oh. the trio in there, like they, sexy the boat three gear. Of them just looked sexy as anything. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I um, enjoyed very much enjoyed that. <laughs> um, also, Foggy is a bit passive aggressive here because he's like, "Oh yeah, you better stay and help him, f- uh, Matt, file Karen, because it must be hard for him to file." Like, <laughs> Wouldn't you know by now, Foggy? You've known him for years. <laughs> I, just, I just find all this. I always find this stuff really funny in like the early issues because yeah. it, it acts. It acts like they 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 tell us that Foggy and Matt are old friends but they never act like old friends. Right. Whereas that right. changes later in the, you know, in the later issues, you really kind of care about their friendship. And the reason I care about their friendship in these issues is because of what I've read in the future. Right. At this but point, you'd be, like, you'd be like, they didn't know each other. Like they, they've known each other like a couple of months, but yeah. they've been like friends for years. And he's like, oh yeah, Matt, he's, he's useless. <laughs> like, you better stay and help him. It's just very strange, and it always it always amuses me. Yeah, you get the cl- very clear sense that they haven't that Stan and company haven't really figured out any of these characters' personalities yet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I love even the the contrast between um, on the a cover of issue number one where Foggy is called fun loving, <laughs> yeah. and he's just not. That's just they just <laughs> really made that up. And then forgot about it right afterwards. Well, and and they've made him. Um, I, I noticed that like they've stuck now with the kind of older looking Foggy for the last couple of issues. Yeah. Because it, it was almost like for for a little while there they weren't quite sure. Like in some issues he was he looked the kind of same age as Matt, and then he looked like a bit older. Like in the issue where he dresses as Julius Caesar. Oh yeah, he looked um, really old in that issue. But in yeah. when he was in that costume, he looked that like they aged him about ten years. Mm-hmm. But they, the last few issues, they've stuck with the older-looking Foggy, and it's kind of weird because if they were at law school together at the same time, I'm assuming they were like around the right. same they age. Be the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. This kind of careworn, or kind of you know, he's very mm. serious, stoic, older. But so then I guess, like, you know, considering that, that Matt has basically left him to run the entire company by himself, I mean, that's going to age you a little bit. Right. And he's, he's left him to run the entire the entire company while he has a traumatic brain injury. I'm going to keep repeating that. Yeah. yeah. So like, and not anyway. even that he's recovered from a brain injury. He's still recovering. <laughs> Like oh. I love you, Matt. I love Matt and Foggy, but <laughs> Matt, you dick. <laughs> Matt oh. can be accused of not being, not considering other people. <laughs> yeah, it is funny though, because like, it, it, like as I said in these early issues, I just kind of laugh at a lot of this because like their their friendship, like later on, like I, you know, obviously thinking about what happened. Yeah. Like I have cried over issues of right. the devil because right. I, I cried. There was a panel of them hugging, and it made me cry. Right. <laughs> like I think I know I which one you're anything. talking about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know the one I'm talking about. So, yeah. it, but in these early issues, like you're right, they just don't really. 
It's what they hate each other. Exactly. (laughs) They're so passive aggressive to each other. It's it's just, yeah, it's it's funny. I, I, every time there's a panel like that, I take a photo and like just send it to Tammy and Brad <laughs> out of context. So, um, so Matt uh, decides to carry on with work and then goes to his apartment gym um, to do a workout to take his mind off Karen. Go on, go on, Vicky. <laughs> the tiny pants, I hate them. Well, and I, but also, can I just point out? Yeah. Why does it look like? He so first off in the first part well, in the first panel that he's in the gym it looks like he's wearing a crop top and I am one thousand percent here for that absolutely like, like like that would make the tiny shorts slightly better if it was crop top. In his defense, he is in his own home by himself. I, he can wear he can wear tiny shorts. Yeah. But what I didn't understand was that it looked like he was still wearing his suit shoes and socks. That's it. That's what bothers me is that he's wearing <laughs> shoes and socks to work out. Right. It looks like he's wearing his brogues and and like white ankle socks and I just I hate it. I hate this. This is my this is my boo along with Ox's outfit. But this is like Claire knows how much I hate the tiny workout pants and the fact that he wears his sunglasses right. when he's at home at his right. home gym. And it's just like Matt, what is what is this outfit? Sunglasses, crop top, tiny shorts, brogues. <laughs> the degree just... to which Matt's sunglasses are super glued to his face during yeah, that... this one is really well, funny. I, to me. We've only seen him take his sunglasses like for, like a close up of him with them off like once, I think. Yeah. Which was in the Klaus Kruger issue, because I went, yeah. oh my god, Matt's not got his glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> he wears his, I think he wears his glasses under his dead level costume. Right. <laughs> Uh, guys, this is my toot. <laughs> you always toot the tiny shorts. No, it's because in the last time we saw him working out, he was wearing little tiny pants, like little speedos, and he was not—he was shirtless and he was wearing his sunglasses. So I agree, wearing sunglasses and work shoes to work out is ridiculous. Yeah, but just, he's at least evolving and learning. <laughs> that he's put on a pair of shorts and a crop top. It's, so it's I'm hoping like by it's not a few issues time he'll be he'll have learned. <laughs> he doesn't need to wear his glasses. Oh, just... so it's my. I'm gonna boot this. I'm gonna toot it. Sorry, because yeah, I'm it, like he's learning. <laughs> he's, he's learning fashion, and I it's applaud it. He's listening Karen. to us. <laughs> However. Um, my boot is in uh, is in also on this page. Um, I think it's actually on the no, it's on the previous page. My boot, I'm going to say now, is going to be uh, Dr. Carl Strag's potato sack prison garb. <laughs> it's, it's, it's his Hessian sack realness. Yeah, <laughs> he's wearing a, a like a potato sack in prison, and it's no. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he's in prison. But what Ox is wearing yeah. gets to wear his own costume. Right. This seems mm. like a choice. Yeah. Fair I think enough. he just was like, I I am all for potato sack. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why he's wearing it. I don't know. So um so the ox breaks loose with Dr. Carstrag. And I, I love the panel of them riding away on this tiny motorbike. Yes. <laughs> I also love the fact that the ox's expression doesn't change. So yeah. he just 
vaguely annoyed throughout this entire issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it only changes when he's, um, like, Carl Strag is in the Ox, and he right. gets really sort of angry later. Yeah. You know. Um, I love Matt saying while he's working out, and he's spinning on one finger um, yeah. on the on the thing, and he says, the one emotion my radar sense can't define is love. When it comes to Karen, I really am a blind man. <laughs> Uh, and I, that's a very i mean i was trying can his radar sense define other emotions apparently yeah that like basically alludes to the fact that his radar sense picks up literally every other emotion he's an empath like except yeah. except for like the biggest one yeah right which is it's such a i mean the, the evolution of the radar sense in this run is very interesting to oh, me yeah yeah. Um, the fact that, yeah, that he gets these kind of, he can sense evil with it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he yeah. and as well, he could smell evil. Because <laughs> yeah. the owl, he could smell it. Oh, yeah. the, old, uh, the old hair tonic trick. The hair tonic of evil. <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, my panel of the week. Um, uh, it's, I think it is, this is my panel of the week, too. Okay. Uh, I don't know if it's it. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about, Emma. It's uh, my panel of the week is uh, Daredevil hanging out on the flagpole. Yeah. In silhouette. Oh, it's so gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. I love. I don't know why, but I love the tiny detail of the the wire wrapping around another time down by his feet. Mm. Oh yeah. There's just yeah. about that extra little detail that makes it flow really nicely. Yeah. It's it's such a beautiful. It, it's just a beautiful panel. Like if it. Like with even if it didn't have like the the speech bubbles in it, um, like and it it just had to, like I would have that as like a print. It's just yeah. I just love it. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. like it almost doesn't need the speech bubbles. Like it could just be a panel on its own, just right. just like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's def- just just gorgeous. I love I love any ones like that where it's just good. Like Daredevil, like crouching on stuff. I'm a fan of, <laughs> or like flying through the air, like really good, like. Just yeah, panels like that with with strong silhouettes and very simple backgrounds. I love. Mm. Yeah, oh, um, me too. One of my favorite um, uh, Daredevil covers is actually the because um, you'll know which one I mean, Emma. Is uh, the first issue of the Mark Wade run where yes. it's, um, it's him. It's the the painting of him uh, flying through there. He's got the Billy Club across his eyes, and yeah. all the all the background is made out of the sounds. It's, yeah, it's oh, it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, I really yeah. want to get like a print of it. Without the title, you know, just the image. It's yeah, yeah. I love it. It's, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. So, definitely. Paul Vera, he does incredible work. Oh yeah, he's he's. I I love the way he drew. Um, I loved his artwork, and then yeah. Chris Samney came on, and I loved his even more. Oh yeah, I yeah. loved the way Chris Samney drew all the characters. It was so. I, I love like a good clean line, but they can draw action really well, and mm. I love the way Alex Melive like drew still panels i love the way he drew matt yeah um, and he drew panels that were still but i found that he just couldn't draw action his, yeah, his covers yeah, are gorgeous yeah, but like action stuff always felt very like a photograph it didn't feel like there was any movement in it yeah um so whereas i feel like samney kind of that's the kind of artwork i love maybe that's why i like the artwork in a lot of these early ones as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and it's that more sort of swashbuckling daredevil as well. Yeah. 
Um, so they head to the wax museum where Mr. Fear's lab is that apparently wasn't taken away by the police. <laughs> Isn't um, find yeah, I love how it's fun. perfectly fitted out with all of his stuff still there and yeah. his feet still sitting there. And all the stuff you would need to do a body swap. Right, amazing. Yeah. How <laughs> convenient. So this was a shock twist because instead of like siphoning off intelligence into the ox's brain, Dr. Strag instead swaps bodies with him. And the ox is very sad and weak now, and Strag just knocks him out. I love the panel um, of the ox in Strag's body looking horrified. I just love that expression. He's like clutching his pearls. He's like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. With the silhouette of, like, of the ox's face on the right. Yeah. And he looks yeah, like the silhouette is like very Frankenstein, you know. It's, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Poor Ox. Oh. Um, and then like Strag just kind of goes on a, a rampage and destroys all this stuff and is like, oh, maybe his savagery's rubbed off on me. <laughs> yeah, it's just like berserker. <laughs> yeah, he just goes into a berserker rage like immediately. And then we get this awesome little note from Stan Lee. Yes. Where he talks about one of the <laughs> captions. And he says it's uh, Marvel's contender for this year's most complicated sentence, no no prize award. <laughs> and the, the sentence is, uh, and a, uh, the sentence is, <clears throat> and a few miles away at the edge of Central Park, managing to keep a few steps ahead of his pursuers, Dr. Carl Strag, in his new awesomely powerful form, runs amok, intoxicated by a never-before-experienced sense of unlimited strength. <laughs> I mean, that's not too bad. I've seen it's more not too bad. I was like, I just love, like, Stan Lee's like, oh, I'm going to make a little joke. <laughs> so great. So, um, so almost immediately he starts getting dumber, like, uh, Strag in, in, in his body. And I was like, I wrote in my notes, oh, we're in Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and daredevil heads to towards uh ox to go and stop him um but he sees karen below apparently she lives near central park i was like Uh, how much are they paying her yeah (laughs) well i mean this was the 60s the neighborhood was probably not what it i mean yeah i think that was near times square which was a fairly seedy neighborhood in the 60s so it probably wasn't wasn't as fancy as it might be today. Yeah, it's not that like Hell's Kitchen like is very pricey nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah, I was. I, I will tell you when I stayed in New York last time I was there. We stayed in Hell's Kitchen, and um, I was very excited because I could see a water tower out of my hotel window. <laughs> <laughs> and I was living all my daredevil dreams. Hey, living your daredevil fantasy. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so Karen is wearing an orange trench coat and orange shoes and a purple bow. Boring for I Karen. Don't, I don't like it. I just think it's boring, but it's not boot boring, in my opinion. No, it's just a bit eh. Yeah. So this is when Karen gets kidnapped. Um, Is this the second time she was kidnapped by the owl? Yeah. Has she been kidnapped yeah. again? I don't think she has. You're like- Oh, she got kidnapped by Purple Man also. Oh, yeah, she did get kidnapped by Purple Man, you're right. Fuck's sake, Karen. <laughs> well, she's not been kidnapped as many times as Dana Scully yet, so it's okay. <laughs> There's time. <laughs> There's still time. Scully got kidnapped about every other episode, so. 
Wow. Um, I love the fact that, that Strag, in the ox's body, knocks out Daredevil, which is because Karen Karen screams, which blocks out Daredevil's radar sense. Right. Which is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his radar sense is not just his hearing. So, again, it's kind of they're still deciding on what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was I think I mean, it. it makes sense if she's very close to him that she, if her screaming would make his ears hurt and that would be distracting but he's also around a lot of screaming people i feel like this would have been a problem at other points and he lives in new york it's a very loud city right. yeah yeah i do like i love the panel um two panels before that where matt uh trips the ox with his cane where he hooks his cane around his ankle and just whoop. yeah that was great Before we don't panel. get much billy club we haven't had much billy club action in a while we have yeah. so yeah that was cool to see and then he also uses it later to swing around on the um the blade of the helicopter yeah oh yeah that's fine that was cool um <laughs> so because of this he's unconscious and strag's like i got an idea I always knew that this spare set of ox clothes like, I carried yeah. in my pocket would come ox in handy. <laughs> because presumably the actual ox had those in his pocket. It must have done. But why? <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't, I, I really didn't understand this, <laughs> this whole like reason like just yeah, yeah. it's a flawed plan why I, have you got like i can understand matt having like obviously spare clothes yeah. in his you know tucked away because you know he's daredevil he's club. but um yeah it just didn't make any sense to maybe me maybe the ox is very self-conscious about his physique so Aww. if there's the slightest chance that his shirt's going to get ripped he's got to have another one <laughs> so right Aww. away I kind of love the ox in this issue, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just love as well that, like, so he dresses him in the outfit on top of the Daredevil costume. And this seems to be something that Stanley loves at the moment. Because last <laughs> issue, you had Daredevil wearing another costume over the top of his Daredevil costume. And then yeah. in a previous issue, he dressed as Frogman. Yeah. And so in this, it's just Daredevil. And and as I said, Vicky, this is, isn't the last time we're going to yeah. see this this Russian doll layering of costumes from yeah. Matt. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, it gets so much better. It gets so much better. Oh, my God. Um, but I love the fact that the police arrive and they find Daredevil dressed as Ox and they're like, oh, he's smaller than I expected. <laughs> I will say, so my favorite panel in the issue is that bottom panel where Matt is unconscious on the ground in the ox outfit and you have the silhouettes of ox dragging Karen off. Yeah, that is really and, cool. oh, and Karen going, Oh I I, I mustn't faint and it's yeah. like, oh my God, I forgot that this was the sixties. <laughs> yeah. So I will say I appreciate that. You know, perhaps I can find some way to lead the police to him. I mean she's taking yes. some initiative, which I appreciate because she usually there hasn't been much of that yet from her. That True. that made up True. for the I mustn't faint, like the actual, right. the actually having a, a bit of a plan, you know, of right. maybe I can yeah. leave the police. I was like, yes. No, I do really like this panel as well. Um, and it's great. I am also, because I have to, I am tooting Matt in the Daredevil costume <laughs> with the Ox costume over it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to. <laughs> It is great. <laughs> what, just, what, 
what I find hilarious is that, you know, Matt clearly isn't the same size as right. the ox. But how did somehow, like, they've managed to make the the ox clothes on him look not massive. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, it, it, that, yeah, I didn't quite understand that. It makes no sense. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, they're a magical shrinking clothes that shrink. Oh, right, them. okay. They shrink to whoever's wearing them. Yes, yeah, unstable molecules. Yeah, and he, he <laughs> wakes up in the jail, and he's like, "Oh, you didn't take my mask off, did you?" And they're like, "No, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry." They were trying to decide whether they're allowed to or not. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh my days. The first thing I would have done was like whip that off and being like, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's surprising the ox didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. It made the disguise look more convincing, and also, hey. Unmask, unmask this superhero. Do you, exactly. do you think that Doctor Strag would think to do that? Yeah. Or that he would want to know who Daredevil is, so that oh, he totally. has some kind, of, so he could stop him in the future. Do you know what I mean? And like, so right. he has that info. Yeah. Yeah. So, Usually, that's that's kind of a if you have a supervillain, that's going to be one of their like big the first priorities. Is, is, yeah. Can yeah. I unmask? Do I have a chance to unmask this guy? Absolutely. So, but it's yeah, not. it's kind of weird. So when they, when they go to the lab, Strag and Karen, they find the, the ox still there. <laughs> and he's all sad. Because he's got his ears cut out. He's like, oh, I've got nowhere else to go. Oh. It's like, oh. Bless I, you. Yeah, I feel really sad for him. So he's like hiding out because he kind of like, he knows it from the past, yeah. I guess, as well. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't really have anywhere else to be. Well, he's also becoming smarter as well, because yes. he manages to work out about knocking uh, Doctor Strag out with this kind of giant—I don't know what it is—laser pipe thing. Is it one of the things he used earlier to do the brain? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it it's, looks it's like, like it is on a ball joint or something. He says, like, oh, yeah. You know, I think, I think they said a... that because he's like small and weak now, so he mm-hmm. works out that the momentum, you know, would hit the ox, uh, hit Doctor Strag rather than him having to use his muscles. So I like yeah. that. I like that he works something out. Yeah, with his brain yeah. instead. Um, and so Ox and Karen run, and Strag chases them. Runs into police and immediately just pushes the police car over. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting, he's going into real like Hulk smash. I'm the juggernaut, yeah. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Daredevil's apparently called Foggy. <laughs> We've been like, uh, call Foggy and get him to represent me. And Foggy's managed to get Daredevil released. Now, Even though they say, oh, well, he didn't have to release you because the ox is running around, so we know you're not the ox. Now, they <laughs> said, he said that um, Foggy got a habeas corpus mm-hmm. and got him released. That's not what a habeas corpus is. So, like, habeas Look, corpus... I'm a barkeeper, not a lawyer, Vicky. So, so, <laughs> so habeas corpus is used uh, to basically... Um, they, it's to bring... Uh, like a prisoner or someone who's detained in front of a court to determine whether their imprisonment is lawful. So it's actually like they bring them in front of the court. It's not like something that you file and then get released. So he would have to go in front of the court. So Foggy files the writ, the habeas corpus writ, Mm. which Mm -hmm. means that he takes Matt in front of the judge 
and then like they will decide whether or not his imprisonment you know a foggy will then argue that his mm-hmm. imprisonment is not lawful it's it's used a lot with mental health patients oh okay so either they you know he got the habeas corpus and they went in front of of the judge in the background mm-hmm. <laughs> or the people writing the comic didn't actually do any research into <laughs> Or you mean the people writing Daredevil don't always study as the far, law? <laughs> as as far as I as far as I'm aware, habeas corpus is not like a like a passive thing. So it's not like Foggy could go and I'm pretty sure that the prisoner has to be in front of the judge as well. So unless mm. like mm. I don't know if it's different in the US or whatever, or it used to be different, maybe Foggy went in front of the judge and argued the case. Instead, but they said it's a habeas corpus writ, which basically means Foggy walked down to the jailhouse with a bit of paper, okay. and they released him. So, huh. but, I mean, unless it's different in the Marvel universe, it probably is. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to think about it too hard, just... uh, yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so they have a, a massive fight, Daredevil and Strag. Strag is becoming more dumb, and we know he's becoming more dumb because he has a helicopter that he's going to escape in, but then he proceeds <laughs> to rip one of the blades off, the, <laughs> off of it to fight Daredevil. And I was like, well, how are you going to escape now? <laughs> how are you going to escape now when you're trying to bitch slap Daredevil with a <laughs> Like, you've just blade. destroyed your helicopter, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> And I so, love Matt spinning around on the helicopter blade. Yeah, that's so much fun. Yeah, with his little his little billy club, which is now red for some reason. Yeah. Like in on Marvel Unlimited, anyway, it's red instead of white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Well, I think it was originally. I think is it is it not red in previous issues? I think it's usually white. Yeah. I think it usually. Because it's because I think that's the whole thing, isn't it? Because it's supposed to be his his cane for when he's Matt Murdock as well. Yeah, which, like it, which is obviously like bl- uh, blind people's canes are white, aren't they? I do think yeah. it has been read a couple of times before, just in yeah, like one. Yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah, at this point, because the cane is so inaccurate, inaccurately drawn at this point. Yeah. Mm. His um, cane looks tiny in this this panel as well. Like, if you look at it, it's like it's only the length of like his forearm. Yeah, yeah. unless the perspective is off, so it's a very tiny cane. Unless maybe he just hasn't extended it fully. I don't know. Who knows? The cane is a mystery of physics. It is a mystery of physics. It's got like a whole universe in there. It does. It has a pocket universe. (laughs) It's like that bag out of Harry Potter that Hermione just throws everything in. Um, So Strag is super angry. I can't believe you went to Mary Poppins, to, to Harry Potter before Mary Poppins with that. I don't, yeah, I don't know why I did. I should have gone to Mary Poppins. I apologise. <laughs> I apologise, Mary Poppins. You fact, no, Mary Poppins. Lord, you. Mary Poppins. <laughs> uh, uh, I was talking with someone earlier, off topic, um, about my, my friend asked for <coughs> comment for her podcast about what everyone wanted to be. Like, if they were like, what, if they now did the job that they wanted to do when they were a little kid, what would they be doing? And I was like, well, I'd be Bert from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got the best job. Chimney, chim, chimney. One chim, day chim, you're a chimney sweep. The next day you're drawing chalk stuff. The next day you're flying around on the ceiling. I was like, I want to be Bert. He's amazing. 
That is a, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty I don't want to be Mary Poppins. She has to do all the cleaning and stuff. I want to be Bert. Right. He's great. <laughs> but Mary Poppins, she does the cleaning with magic. True. Yeah, this is true. So, you but know. Bert does it with a, a, a cheeky smile and a song and a dance. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I ask you, Vicky, which is better? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Although Mary Poppins does, you know, the whole spoonful of sugar shtick. That's true, yeah. With her, her robot bird on her fingers. That robot bird always really, like, troubled me in that when she's got, she's got like, robot fingers. And yeah. it's, like, got a little robot bird on that's singing. And it always made me like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> Um, I had to watch that song many, many times when I worked for Disney. So oh, I love Mary. I saw I that. I've seen Mary. Prince. I've seen all the songs from Mary Poppins like a thousand times, like easily. Ooh. It's insane. Uh, so Strag is super angry and he lunges at Daredevil, and Daredevil leaps out the way, and so Strag falls off the building. Bye. <laughs> and his yeah. expression hasn't really changed. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Uh, I want to do a, a little tiny mild toot to the lady in the crowd. Oh, yes. Wearing a red coat and a yellow scarf. Yeah, she look, looking really shocked while yes. all the men in trilbies go, oh, look. And she's like, dead. oh, my. <laughs> and she's like, oh, how awful. How, how terrible. Yeah, um, I think I get really, I mean, obviously this idea of, the supervillain accidentally dying mm. because of their own mistakes is used over and over again mm. in comics in general in this time period. Um, but I think it actually works slightly better in this issue because you have the build-up, which I actually like, of the idea of Strag as the ox getting dumber. Of mm-hmm. this, he had this plan and it's going wrong in this in this kind of horror-esque yeah. way, and it eventually kills him. I. I don't mind that. I think it kind of works. Yeah, it's, it's better than all the other ones, like where yeah, it's, you it's know, just it's, feels very random. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're right. It's, it is like overused a lot in comics, and it's the same. It's like um, t- talking of Disney as we were a, minute, a moment ago. It's used a lot in Disney films because then it's oh, like, well, they didn't, they didn't technically get murdered. Gaston right, didn't right. really get murdered yeah. by the Beast. Right. He fell. Well, didn't get murdered by Quasimodo. He fell. You know what I mean? They, they were hoisted by their own petard. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right in that because it is it is kind of like a horror thing in that he is becoming dumber. You know, like yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of horrible. You know, it feels very yeah. Kind of there's something very creepy about it. Yeah. Um, kind of, yeah. I I think it's. I like it. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Mm. I, I, well, I like the ending as well with the, the yeah. ox. Because, like, they sort of, um, you know, like, the ox is kind of smarter now and he walks away. Matt returns to the office and Karen and Foggy sort of tell him about what's been going on. <laughs> Matt's like, oh, I was at home. I seem to tire so quickly these days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, old man, Matt. <laughs> Foggy, meanwhile, Foggy's like, hey, I'm the one with a traumatic brain injury. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of pointing that out. You're never going to get tired of that, are you? Um, and then they wonder what became of the strange little man that saved Karen. And he mm. kind of wanders off into the night to, and he decides to go back to prison. I. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Yeah. It's a bit. Or did he? Like. Well, he says, he's like, I'll go back to prison now. It's like being given a second chance at life. 
Which... And this time I'll make something of myself. I'll try to be worthy of this miracle. Which I would argue it would make more sense if he didn't go back to prison. Well, but I guess if he didn't go back to prison, he would be, you know, an escaped convict and he would have to hide and he would have mm-hmm. to, you know, oh, I guess so, yeah, you're right. And starting maybe, over. Maybe he feels like he has to go and, like, pay his penance to get yeah. that second chance. Maybe. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and I like how he kind of feels like the main character in this issue more so than Matt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I really He's like the ox in this issue, like yeah. like by the end. I think it's like a, I don't know, it's kind of like a, a nice ending for him. Like, yeah, oh, he's a neat character arc in a way. Yeah, like a little yeah, yeah. because he's so boring in in yeah. the, the earlier issue. <laughs> yeah, he's had, he had more of a character arc than the plunderer. I mean, I prefer the plunderer because How dare he's you fabulous. Speak. <laughs> the plunderer like that. Like the plunderer <laughs> is everything that a villain should be. I mean, the plunderer owns my heart. (laughs) Like, he's just... He's so great. Oh, He is so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Someone, uh, when I was talking to someone at work and I showed them a picture of the plunderer, they said, oh, he looks a bit like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And now I can't get it out of my head of Jeffrey (laughs) Dean Morgan playing the plunderer in the MCU. I can't answer it. Well, I'm him playing Craven the Hunter... Uh, plunderer, come on. <laughs> to be fair, he has played uh, the comedian and Bruce Wayne's dad. Absolutely. So it's about time he did a turn in the MCU, really. He needs to be in the MCU, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on, John Winchester. Get <laughs> uh, so that was the end of the issue, guys. Oh, um, so we have to talk about our toots and boots. We sort of mentioned them briefly. So, Vicky, you are. What are you tooting, and what are you booting? I don't know what I'm tooting this week. This this whole issue wasn't. I wasn't feeling it, to be honest. Um. So, uh, if I had to toot something, oh, I don't. The crop top. <laughs> <laughs> but not the rest of the outfit. But not the rest of the outfit. Like I am a slut. For a man in a crop top. You're tooting not, and booting the same. The outfit. same. So I'm t- I'm tooting from the waist up. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I am booting the aerobic gear with brogues and ankle socks combo. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I, we've never done it before, but okay. <laughs> and I am going to toot Matt's effort and growing. And evolving his fashion sense <laughs> with his workout gear, and I'm going to boot uh, Dr. Carl Strag's uh, potato sack, the uh, prison potato sack. Hessian sack. Yes, really. yes. What about you, Emma? Um, so I am going to toot Matt's uh, incidental layering daredevil <laughs> suit underneath the ox suit. <laughs> um, and I'm also going to boot his whole workout af- outfit because oh. the idea of working out in socks and shoes is just absurd to me. Yeah, I can't accept that. It was like it was like he he got he was so excited to start working out that he just kind of he, he, he changed the rest of his outfit and was just like ah yeah. oh, fuck it I'm just gonna but wear these shoes. How did he take off his suit trousers without taking off his shoes? <laughs> They're they're tearaway pants. <laughs> now he changes into his daredevil. Oh, okay. amazing! I would love that. 
Triple I map. must change into Daredevil. Oh, wait. <laughs> Amazing. So panels of the week. Mine is going to be uh, Daredevil in silhouette on the uh, flagpole because it's Same. beautiful. Uh, Vicky, what about you? Same. Same. And Emma, what about you? Um, I love that one too. I also want to point out the one I mentioned before where he's unconscious and you have the silhouette of Karen getting dragged away in the background and yeah. kind of the fog and I yeah. did also quite like I think it was it was either the last panel or one of the last panels where they do the uh so Matt is Matt Murdoch but his shadow is still yes. yeah. yeah. It's the, oh, the yeah. third to last panel if yeah, I do like it when they do that. Always yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. It's always good. I, I do like the last panel as well, which is of the ox kind of walking off. Because, like, when I look at that panel, I can hear, like, the Lonely Man theme playing from the Hulk <laughs> TV series. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. oh. So, this issue, are we, what are we going to do? Are we going to put it in the vault and save it and, and, and treasure it? Are we going to um, boot it out the window of Josie's bar, which we have not done before? I don't think we've done that yet, have we, Vicky? No. Uh, no. Or are we I'm, going I'm... to kind of throw it under the bar for the next time Turk throws up and we can use it to mop up mop up the mess? No, this is going out the window. What? I disagree. I'm saying it's going under the bar. No, it was too, it was it was boring. I didn't enjoy it. Fair enough. What do you think, Emma? I actually I actually really like this issue. It's not generally an issue I think of when I think about rereading this run, but I. I like it. I don't know. I like the way it's a slightly more complex look at a villain than we've seen in previous issues. I love the art. Um, Yeah, I would say maybe keep it under the bar. I think it was... I I kind of agree with both of you. I think it was like the story was very simple and kind of... of, The actual what happened in it was kind of dull. But I like Mm. what they did with the ox by the end of it. Um... So I, I really liked that, and I just liked a lot of the, the wacky stuff in it because I always like yeah. Daredevil wearing it another costume <laughs> <laughs> over the top, and I just loved loved. Uh, I I just kept laughing over the fact that they're, you know, just Matt and Foggy's passive aggressive relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's kind of like it's a it's a little bit. It's that sort of rivalry competitiveness at the moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Between them, um, yeah. which is... But the whole love triangle is getting really dull now. Yeah. Oh, it's, just wait. Oh, yeah. I mean... It, wait. I mean <laughs> it's I like mean, when... Why like, have a love triangle, Vicky, when you can have a love square? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> True. Just you wait, Vicky. When um, you can have a when you can have a polycule. Exactly. Oh, you can have a a love tesseract. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds dangerous. It yeah. does sound dangerous. It does sound dangerous. So Vicky, you might be aware. I saw. I'm so excited. I thought excited. we got a little spoiler for next issue. <sighs> but next issue, I want to hear your predictions. Okay. Because next issue. Uh, issue number 16 is called Enter Spider-Man. Spidey! <laughs> I'm so excited. Te- like two, <laughs> two thirds of Team Red. I know. 
<laughs> I mean, I wish I could say that Deadpool shows up in the next issue. He doesn't. Yeah. I don't think he existed at this point. <laughs> so, no, he's defense, yeah. Yeah, Deadpool's a 90s thing. Yes, but uh, yes, Team Red. So interesting, like it, they've they've kind of framed it almost that that Spider-Man is going to be a villain. Well, I'm not saying anything. Possibly. What would you like to see with these two characters in their first meeting? I would like to see them making out on a rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> well, which, uh... which would be wrong because. Uh, Peace Park is like 16, so yes, yes, uh, yes. yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> um, I just, I, I just want to say, uh, I would love it if they swung over to Bed Stuy and just hung out on Clint's roof. That would be awesome. That would be so cool. Barbecue with uh, Hawkeye. Which they do, like Matt does. I think it's Matt pops yeah, by yeah. to a barbecue. Um, That's on... in Hawkeye, isn't it? Yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah, Matt. Matt pops over for a barbecue. What's and then there's the issue where, like, Clint's on his roof having a barbecue and Tony just kind of, like, comes in in the Iron Man suit and then picks him up and carries him off and doesn't say, doesn't say anything. What? And Clint's like, Tony? Tony? Why are you kidnapping me? <laughs> Tony what? <laughs> oh, oh, I, I love, love it. Clint so much. Yeah. Well, we're in for, you're in for a treat, Vicky, I think. Like, I'm so excited to see uh, a character turn up in the in, in these comics that we all know and love, mm-hmm. which is going to be cool. Oh, did you see the news about um, Electro in the Spider-Man movies? Yeah, that's kind of interesting. So do you mm-hmm. know about this, Emma? Um, I think I heard something. I don't have the whole story, though. They're thinking that Electro is going to be the villain for the third Tom Holland Spider-Man film, and, the, and it's yeah, going to be Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is coming oh, back. Yeah, he's so, coming so. back, but they might redesign the character. But it's interesting, because well, if he's the same Electro, mm. yeah, linking... So then there's theories that it, they're going to, in WandaVision and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, they're actually going to, in, in that film, go, these are all different realities like multiverse so they're going to acknowledge Mm. um into the spider-verse like the they're going to acknowledge the toby Maguire spider-man they're going to acknowledge the x-men films they're going to acknowledge that would be be, i mean that would be a moment at the cinema up there with like endgame you know and seeing all these characters come together just seeing all these franchises linked would be kind of mind-blowing do you know what I don't want to see Electro come back unless they're going to give him the Electro costume. Right. Well, I'm kind of a bit disappointed because I I like the fact that the MCU Spider-Man films thus far have used villains that haven't been used before. So they Mm. used the Vulture and they used um, Mysterio. And that's why a lot of people were saying that they were going to use Kraven the Hunter. And I was really excited at that because I would love for them to do Kraven the Hunter. Yeah. and I, I, I want them to do villains that haven't been used yet. Like, I don't want to see Green Goblin again, you know, and stuff. Right. So I kind of wish more that it was Craven the Hunter. But, you know, we'll see. It could be a red herring, though. Could be a red herring. You know, and it could just MCU be a cameo. Like... It might just be a cameo. Yeah, exactly. We don't That's know. True. Because this is going to take place after WandaVision. It won't take place after Doctor Strange, but, you know... 
Mm-hmm. I, I have trust in them. I think a big thing where they acknowledge like the multiverse would be kind of amazing though, because I watched um, when DC did their um, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Did you see mm-hmm. that, Emma? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, it was. I I don't watch any of those shows, but it was kind of amazing to see, you know, all these all these shows, and then have like the Flash from like the Justice League movie show up. And yeah. then Brandon Routh as Superman again show up, and then Tom yeah, Welling as Superman really cool. show up. It was it was kind of amazing, and then have like Kevin Conroy, who's like the voice of Batman, show yeah. up. Yeah. Um, like if they did something like that with all the Marvel properties that they now own, like if Sony oh. and Marvel got together to do something, I mean that would be that would redeem Sony in my eyes. That would well, be. I mean, it's, to be fair, like they uh, considering like where they left the MCU at the end of Endgame. So mm-hmm. we're already familiar with the concept of alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But where, you know, it's like that's not going to be sustainable for an extended period of time when you've got like the Eternals coming up and Wonder, uh, WandaVision and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. Like it would make sense to do multiverse. And like we've already... Um, uh, in Endgame, uh, what's oh, the character names completely eluded me. Ancient yes, thank you. Like they even say multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Aren't so, they doing a? Aren't, aren't they doing a, a what if show? They are doing the what if show. Yeah, that, so that they could tie that in as well. I can't wait to see tiny cartoon Steve in a giant I robot. Know. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I think there were rumors as well that in end game they were going to do all these scenes that were like like multiverse scenes i th- i sure i heard it before end game was well, when end game has been done but maybe it's something they're going to do instead in like doctor strange where they were going to have things that they probably won't get to now like mm. gray hulk because they yeah. probably won't get to gray hulk now i imagine because they seem to be passing the the hulk baton to she hulk so yeah. they could have things like gray hulk and they could have things like um I don't know, like other characters like Spider Gwen and all these kind, all these like little things, or like maybe like Hydra Cap and stuff like this that they yeah. never, you know, not that I'm a big fan of that, but like I'm just thinking of little things like that that they might never get into the main MCU, but they'll right. put into something like that as like little nods to other things as well. Yeah. So I, I don't think you can't have more Doctor Strange without multiverse. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you've already planted that seed. And if you're going to continue to make Doctor Strange movies, then, and obviously like WandaVision as well, um, you, you can't avoid the multiverse. Yeah. You just, yeah. like, you can't avoid it. So and I'm really, really hoping that if they do like a multiverse thing, there will be one little scene, the little scene where Iron Man and uh, Cap get married. With Tony wearing the veil <laughs> in his Iron Man costume, like just give me with that. His confetti cannon. Just like give me that, like one little tiny scene, like say Strange like pops into one of the multiverses and he's like, what? Wrong, wrong timeline, <laughs> and then pops back out again. This is what I hope. Okay, this is what I want to happen in Doctor Strange that this is happening. And we've got off topic, but I don't mind because I'm going <laughs> to bring it back on topic. Doctor oh. Strange pops into another universe. And he's like, oh, this looks exactly like uh, where I came from, like New York. And then he runs into the, into the Defenders and it's the Netflix Defenders. <gasps> and then he's like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. 
And then Daredevil was like, no, wait. <laughs> Grabs his <laughs> arm. Doctor Strange pops out of that multiverse back into the MCU. Oh, oh no, Charlie Cox's Daredevil has gone with him. I would want that if it was Ben Affleck Daredevil. Oh, that's, well, they that's could always bring him in as well. <laughs> or Rex Smith. Yeah, bring in all three of them. Really where's cool our, where's our Daredevil Rex multiverse? Come on. And then you can have right. animated Daredevil running around as well. <laughs> Listen, I have I have been rooting for a a um Daredevil verse comic event or something like that for years. It would be mm-hmm. so cool because yeah. there's so many neat alternate universe Daredevils. Yeah, there's yeah there's I, so many. It would be fun. Yeah, Daredevil you- Noir. <laughs> Yeah, sixteen oh two Daredevil. I love sixteen oh two Daredevil. Oh, he's yeah, he's the best. I love. Him. Yeah, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. This is what needs to happen. Come on. <laughs> Look, Come on, got Marvel. Less, we've got less than two months until Marvel gets back the rights to Daredevil. This is the big announcement we want. Come on. Yeah. Give it to us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Well, that was the issue for today. Emma, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. You can come on whenever you want. You can. Oh, you're welcome you. at the bar. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> we will save stool for you. Yes, we'll save oh. this, this stool. <laughs> By the bar. You're welcome for a game of pool in Josie's whenever you want. Hey. We have a pool table, right? Yeah, we do. We do now. Yeah, we do now. Yeah, we created it with our minds. Excellent. <laughs> um, and do you want to um, plug your your blog? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I have a blog. Actually, I have two blogs on Tumblr. I have daresplaining.tumblr.com. Um, I also have an Iron Fist blog, uh, bookofthearonfist.tumblr.com. So you can find me either of those places talking at length about comics. I just heard our listener Rebecca go, oh, OMG! <laughs> she's a big, big Iron Fist fan. She does an Iron Fist podcast. I love her Iron Fist podcast. Oh, nice. Oh, I cool. will say. It's such a small world. I love it. <laughs> so, Especially oh, when, cool. you, when, when you enjoy niche comic book characters. Yes. It's a small yes. world. Oh. This is the good thing about loving... Well, this was the good thing about loving Daredevil up until the Netflix show. Because I would never, there would never be that much merch for me to buy. Right. You know, like if you went anywhere. And then since the Netflix show, I went back to Universal Studios this year and they have like a comic book shop. And last time I was there, like six years previously, the only Daredevil thing they had was one poster. That was it. And I went back this time and they had so much stuff. They had so many like statues that were like 300 quid each. And then they, I bought one, which was like the, um, I can't think of the name of it, but it's like a little kind of like little almost chibi daredevil it's not the scotty young one it's a similar one of the the netflix one where he's kind of leaning forward so i bought that but um i remember and like collecting the comics is relatively easy because there's not many but i remember Mm -hmm. years ago a friend of mine going you know i think i'm gonna start collecting spider-man comics (laughs) Uh, and i was like and this was when there was like six spider-man titles and i was like good luck mate it's like yeah i i give massive credit to anyone who's a spider-man completist because i cannot imagine trying to track him because he's everywhere he's everywhere and the same thing everything can you imagine trying to trying to be an x-men completist oh god 
Yeah. Whereas out out in the Hawkeye wilderness, <laughs> yeah. think, things haven't changed. Oh, uh, yeah. Like even is that, even is that with tumbleweed, I just saw float by. Oh no, it's Hawkeye. Oh, how dare you! Like, yeah. even though, even though he's like one of the original Avengers, and he's been in the movies, like there is literally yeah. no Hawkeye merch. And he's in his one third of our see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil cosplay. The uh, <laughs> the um, the disabled superhero alliance. Yes, we just that's why we needed that Inhumans TV series to be a success. So they would be more black bolt cosplay, yeah. so we could do yeah. that that cosplayer. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's true. But yeah, yeah, like poor, you know, I, I think I I own like most the majority of the Hawkeye merch out there, which is saying something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we're we're still out in the wilderness, the Hawkeye yeah. fans. Yeah. yeah. No, Hawkeye's awesome. Yeah, sound yeah. trump sound trombone noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited for you guys to get to Daredevil ninety nine. Yes. Yes, Vicky. <laughs> is that when is that when my baby turns up? <laughs> Maybe. <gasps> oh, I love him so much. I sought I I specifically sought out that issue for a solid few years at conventions and I finally found it, but I I love that issue. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I was I was um, reading a little bit about that one the other day because I was thinking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's one that I own. I think I checked and it's not one that I own because I'm missing about 30 issues in total. Oh, nice. Um, Yeah, I don't own that one. Um, But I just checked my list. Um, But I would yeah, I would love to have that that issue. I need (laughs) issue number number four and five and six though first oh yeah yeah i need my purple man <laughs> my purple man getting getting the old cloakaroo <laughs> cloakaroo <laughs> right the issue i have is 25 which is um mike's introductory issue that's the only one you have <laughs> that's the earliest one i have oh nice oh yeah um, yeah i haven't got 25 either yeah yeah i'm looking for earlier ones actually my dad has a few that he's given to me and i haven't taken full stock of what he has but he might have some earlier ones than that nice. but that's cool. yeah saving up money issue, i have issue enough. number one and i've never taken it out of the bag because i think it would just like fall to dust oh yeah. man. yes but it's very very precious precious precious, precious. <laughs> <laughs> um awesome all right well we will be back next time so we're going to put this this uh, issue under under the bar i'm saying that yeah. so i can put in the sound effect now I'm overruled. Over, you are overruled, outnumbered and overruled, but not in our hearts. Ah. <laughs> and we will be back in the bar next week. Time at the bar. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947 Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sas.com